Welcome to The Surge, a podcast about all things AmSurge and the ambulatory surgery center industry, where we share insight, news, and conversations relevant to our nationwide network of centers. Join us as we hear from AmSurge leadership, partners, and healthcare experts about the best practices, trends, and strategies that help your business thrive. Hello, and welcome to The Surge. I'm Brandon Hollis, AmSurge Vice President of Musculoskeletal Operations. Joining me today is AmSurge Partner Physician, Dr. Thomas Bates, an orthopedic and sports medicine surgeon at the Surgical Center of Moorhead City in Moorhead City, North Carolina. We're also joined by Mr. John Bolt, a patient of his who recently underwent a hip replacement at the center. He's here today to share his story and update us on his quality of life after hip replacement. Mr. Bolt, I'd like to start out by asking you about your health before pursuing your hip replacement. I went through about a three year period of time where I had increasing pain in my right leg hip area. And I, I enjoy playing golf, and I used to walk quite a bit with my dogs in the morning. And I found that over an increasing period of time, it was getting harder and harder to get a full walk in. And playing golf really uh, became so painful that I just finally gave up on it. We went back to see Dr. Bates, and I said, Let, let's do another x-ray and see what we find. Well, sure enough, I had bone on bone in, in my right hip, and he said, yeah, you need a hip replacement. And initially, I believe Dr. Bates was doing most of his knee and hip replacements at the hospital, and my original uh, surgery schedule was to be in the hospital and I actually was admitted and was in pre-op and they came back in and said we're going to have to cancel the surgery. They had a, uh, an issue involving sterile process in, in the OR and he did not want to take a chance that I might get a you know, an infection from a joint replacement, which we all agreed was the right decision. So we rescheduled and then that got canceled because of COVID. There was too many, too many people in the, in the hospital surgery unit that were out with COVID. So it got pushed into after the first of the year. And then he, he asked me, he said, would you consider doing this as an outpatient uh, procedure? He said, if you, if you feel comfortable with that, we can do it at the surgery center. And having a knee replacement and a back surgery, I, you know, I knew about what I was going to be getting into. And I said, yeah, I think I can handle that. I don't think it's going to be a big issue for me. Although, you know, you have the normal apprehension of getting put to sleep and waking up and not knowing whether you're going to have a hip or not going to have a hip. 
So yeah, t tell us a little bit, Dr. Bates, tell us a little bit about the development of, even as an orthopedic surgeon in a specialty, the patient-client um, relationship or patient-doctor relationship and how that affects um, uh, maybe even the patient's decision-making. I guess the, the big thing when it comes to the patient-physician uh, relationship, it's the, the trust you build over time. Um, I, I never, like I said, we, we always try non-operative things first. We always try conservative measures first. Um, I'd love to hear a patient tell me, I wish I would have done this sooner. Um, we hear that frequently. Um, I, I typically don't tell patients, you know, you have to have this done because obviously there are some risks that can occur in any kind of surgery. Um, I like the patients to make that decision and, and I love to hear the fact that they get back to the things they love to do in life. The big thing with Mr. Bolt is he loves to play golf. Um, his, his wife does as well and apparently she beats him for quite frequently. <laughs> Mr. Bolt, how about you? What were some of the things about Dr. Bates that put you at ease when considering undergoing such a significant procedure? I really, really trust and um, admire his professionalism, Dr. Bates. Um, I've been going to him almost eight years now, I guess. Uh, I started Dr. Bates did the scopes on both my right and my left knee and then he, he did the knee replacement and then now he's done the hip replacement and um, you know he's competent he's doesn't brag he doesn't sugarcoat things uh, if anything I, I guess I would say joint replacement is not his first diagnosis it's usually his last diagnosis uh, he put put me off on my uh, knee replacement because he felt like maybe it was just a little too soon but um, with the hip it was pretty clear-cut I think to both of us that that was the only thing that was going to make things better now I, I can't say enough nice things about he and 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 steve and and his staff there they, they've been really good to us and um i'll continue to see him as i need him hopefully i'm through with surgery but i don't ever know that <laughs> great so what what process do you go through clinically um to recommend total joint surgery to a patient well, well always we exhaust um initial conservative non-operative care um, there's things that we try prior to surgery always in all patients and that would include physical therapy activity modification anti-inflammatory medications sometimes we do injections in the joints great in, in your experience <clears throat> are, are there common other than um, activity restrictions that the patient's seeing are there common traits that unite patients that need joint replacements or is every story kind of unique? I, I would say every patient is unique for sure. But in general, you know, they start to experience difficulties with the things they love to do in life. Mr. Bolt, how is the pain you are experiencing impacting your day-to-day -day life? We always focus on the pain itself when we talk about joint replacements. But how are the limitations brought on 
by that pain impacting your overall quality of life? The pain has gotten chronic and it just never goes away. And that and that's pretty mentally debilitating as well as physically debilitating because although I, swimming is also one of my forms of exercise and I was able to swim okay. So I did more, a lot more swimming, a lot less walking. And, and like I said, I, I, I had to quit golf. It was just too painful to turn, do that uh, uh, hip movement uh, in a golf swing. And I really missed that because, you know, that's a social activity as well as some, some physical activity. Um, and I wasn't able to walk as much. I continued to try to walk just because I felt like I needed to do it, but it was just got more and more painful. And it wears you down mentally and emotionally uh, over time. And now, you know, this has been going on a little over two years at this point. So I, I was really ready to try to get something done to get rid of number one, get rid of the pain and, and to become active again because although I am older, you don't want to rot away. So let's talk about the patient who may be thinking about having joint replacement surgery. What advice would you give to someone who may have exhausted all of those conservative measures and who are thinking about joint replacement surgery but just can't get over that hump? What kind of advice would you give those patients? I, I would say the best thing is to talk to their physician. Um, things have changed over the years since, you know, when I started first doing joint replacements and coming out of my training. Um, even when we do joint replacements in hospitals, the length of stay is much um, less time than what it was initially. And, you know, we have been doing outpatient total joints um, at our facility that really has been a game changer in the way of recovery and satisfaction from patients and their families. Yeah, and that, that leads me into the next question about, let's, let's talk a little bit about how the practice of joint replacement has changed maybe since you initially started doing total joints up until now and the benefits of, of having surgery in an ambulatory surgery center. Yes. Um, probably the, the biggest changes, number one, has been education of our parent or of our patients. Um, you know, we have classes that help um, stepwise go through each thing that we do, both pre and post operatively that helps the patient also makes their their family members be a little bit more at, e more at ease. You know, the techniques that we're doing in our surgery center are the exact same techniques we're doing in the hospital. You know, we have the same technology. And um, when it comes to robotic surgery, um, I think patients have less bleeding, they have less pain. Uh, definitely the recovery is quicker, um, especially in the surgical center. Um, you know, we typically do a case in the morning and patients are home by, by lunchtime. I, I guess the big thing is, it, you know, we're just a well-oiled machine in, in the way of a team. Mr. Bolt, take us through the day of the procedure. What was your experience like and how quickly were you able to be back in your home so you could start the recovery process? And as a follow-up, take us through some of those emotions you felt when you received that green light by Dr. Bates to return to some of the things that you enjoy. 
it was about 45 minutes to an hour from the time I checked in until I actually went back for the uh, procedure. Um, it was probably an hour and a half to two hours after recovery uh, before I was discharged. And, you know, I walked out. I had a walker. I brought my walker with me. And uh, my lovely bride provided the chauffeur service and got me in the got me in the truck and um, got me home. And I knew that walking it was going to be the best thing that that I could do from that point on. Oh. Within three weeks, I was walking unassisted, and uh, within six weeks, I was released to go back playing golf if I wanted to, whatever. Whenever the doc releases you to to start normal activities, it's it's a big relief, quite honestly. Um, you know, I've never had a hip replacement until this one. Hope I don't have to have the other one done. But um, I was pleasantly surprised how quickly I was able to recover, which made me feel good both lifestyle-wise as well as planning other activities. You know, getting old is not for sissies, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that my my health is good. Um, what, as far as golf goes, I'm able to play golf, but I have to admit, I've kind of gotten to the age where the excessive heat is more debilitating than the hip. And so probably instead of playing 18, I would play nine holes instead of 18. With this cooler weather just finally starting to come in today, uh, I'll go back to playing 18 uh, twice a week is usually what I do. Mr. Bolton, Dr. Bates, we're almost out of time, but before we go, I'd like to see if you could give our listeners an elevator pitch on joint replacement surgery. What's your best advice for someone who is dealing with this type of pain and looking into joint replacement as a solution, particularly in the outpatient ambulatory surgery center setting? Dr. Bates, we'll start with you. Sure. I, again, I, I still think the best thing is talking to patients that have gone through it. Um, like I said, our best advertisers are our previous patients and you're going to find every now and then you'll find somebody who's had a bad experience but for the most part most most people have excellent experiences and uh, they're very happy with their decision but it, it definitely is a personal decision if i were asked to talk to someone contemplating uh, surgery I mean, I mean obviously I know knees and I know hips and backs now, um, but as far as my experience with the hip replacement, I would fully endorse them considering doing it outpatient versus in the hospital unless they have underlying conditions uh, that may be required that they be more closely monitored for a period of time. Um, but I found it actually a lot more comforting knowing I was 
at home recuperating and laying in the hospital bed for another 24 or 36 hours. And, um, and, and I think I could reassure them that pain-wise, they're going to come go in and come out with about the same pain level, but you're, I don't know, uh, emotionally feel a lot better about recouping at home and being able to more or less uh, start your, your process uh, before rehab uh, right there in, in your own your own home uh, with your family and not a bunch of strangers and, and not other people. And it was such a, I guess, a positive experience. I, I would have no qualms about saying consider outpatient uh, procedure, you know, unless the doctor feels like that there's a underlying condition that you shouldn't do that. So, well, we're all out of time, but Mr. Bolt, Dr. Bates, this has been a fun conversation and thanks again to both of you for sharing your experience. And thank you to everyone listening. This has been Brandon Hollis and we'll see you next time on The Surge. Thank you for listening to The Surge. If you have any questions about this podcast or suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at communications at amsurge.com.